Welcome back to week three of Jump 95. A couple days after Thanksgiving, we're all thankful for the NBA season. I'm thankful for my boys Derek and Matty B joining us this week. Matt, welcome back. How you doing? Uh, It's been a a tough week not talking to you guys, so here I am again. Happy to be back. A lot of basketball that's happened that we need to catch up on. There has been a lot of basketball. Coach Derek, how you doing? I'm doing pretty well. Uh, Open up our season Tuesday at North Canton Hoover. Uh, but most of all, I'm just thankful to have Maddie B back in my life. Oh, here I am. Thanks, buddy. Yes, I think oh. we're all thankful for Maddie B. Can I call you Coach Derek? Can that be your okay. podcast yeah, name? Yeah, sure. I like Coach Derek. It makes you sound uh, like a coach, prestigious, and a little bit like a coach. I don't know why, but something about it just makes me feel like you <laughs> sound like a coach. <laughs> oh yeah! Shout out to shout out to Frankie right now. Uh, one of my students. He's listening right now. Hey, Frankie! Shout out, Frankie! Thanks for being one of our loyal listeners. There's not a lot. I gave us a five-star rating on his phone. (laughs) I gave us a five-star rating as well. You guys are welcome to give five-star ratings. We have about five reviews, all five stars, so we're batting a 1,000 at this point. Keep it going. Uh, If you want to leave a one-star review, please do not. Just leave it for, um, I don't know, Skip Bayless's podcast or something. Take it out on him. I don't know. Don't don't take it out on us. (laughs) All right, guys. Let's talk some basketball. Uh, Let's start with... Let's start with our big ballers of the week because I want to move on after that to a segment I want to call what's going on in the NBA. But let's just start with our big ballers because, again, it's been a week. Um, There's been some good performances, some bad performances. But who do you guys got as your big ballers this week? Who wants to go first? I'll jump into it because I think it's something we could all talk about. And mine is – I wouldn't call it a cop-out, but mine's LeBron James this week. Who? um, He's a little underground player. You haven't heard of, but, um, you know, LeBron's making these huge leaps here and he's climbing up pretty much every single, um, statistic to the top, you know, and most notably recently is 33,000 career points. And obviously you get him in the news and people are comparing him to the greats in scoring terms. You know, they're comparing him to Kobe obviously and to, um, Kareem and the mailman, and I think that this man is continuously week in, week out, putting in what a lot of people just thought nobody was capable of, sustaining the level of play he has year after year. And obviously, they're only bringing up him passing up uh, point totals of Kareem because it's well within the realm of possibilities. And I think it's really cool to see him still making these big pushes and i only i also picked lebron because i knew Derek wouldn't do it <laughs> Derek would be mad about it <laughs> uh, you, you are correct i would not pick lebron james I, we were accused but, this I week mean, it, of being lebron truthers so Derek, will you please set the record straight that we don't all just worship lebron i, I don't even like lebron <laughs> <laughs> how, how, <laughs> there, that is literally what i said when picking i'm like well Derek doesn't like the guy so it's fine Matt going against the big baller rules, picking literally the most popular player in the whole entire world. But I like it. We, we went over this. Hey, big baller of the week is whatever we want it to be. That's true. This week he wants it to be LeBron James, so there's no argument. But one of the things that I, 
one of the things that I think is coolest, and them talking about all the people he's passing, they're talking about the 33,000 point club. Carl Malone. Nobody ever talks about him as an all-time great. Right, the the mailman. Nobody ever, t- they talk about how crazy it is that here we are, LeBron James is turning 35, what, this month? Turns 35? Yep. Yeah, turns 35 this month, and uh, December that is. And he's averaging 25 and 11 right now for the Lakers. Well, Malone, when he was 35, he averaged 24 and 10. So, like, he, he was still kicking it at a late age, too, still playing big minutes, never missing games. Right. Malone did 19 seasons, and I think he's probably on the same scoring, or was on the same scoring track that LeBron is. He he was 14-time NBA All-Star, 11-time All-NBA. I think he's the oldest player to ever win the MVP. I don't know. I think he's 35, 36, something like that. Yeah, nobody. I don't know anything about Carl Malone, to be honest. I, I really don't know anything about him. Because I never get talked about, like you said. But he got his MVP in the same way that like Derrick Rose got his, and that there was just fatigue in giving it to MJ, like there was fatigue in giving it to LeBron. Derrick knows because he was alive back then. Oh yeah, I, I think that's the only reason I don't know anything no, about the bro. mailman. I, if, if he wasn't an NBA Lego uh, piece, I don't really know anything about it. I do remember Michael Jordan playing in his final finals against Utah. So, wow, how old were you at that time, Derek? Ten. You were ten years old. Okay. I was about to turn. So we were alive. Gotcha. We were just very small. Age. We were alive. We yeah. were just very small. I don't, yeah, I would have been like one or two. <laughs> no offense, Coach Derek. but uh, Coach Derek's yeah. waiting on his uh, social security check to come in, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now let's, ju- let's jump past this um, people ragging on me for talking about LeBron again. Let's get into somebody else's big baller. I just want to say that LeBron James and Marco Gudurik are in the same category for maybe the first time ever. And Marco Gudurik happened to beat LeBron James to the big baller of the week. So congrats to him. <laughs> Marco, congrats, my boy. Marco. He made shots this week too. So he's, his NBA career did not end with uh, select him as big baller of the More week. More Marco talk. People are asking for it. I did see that on all of our <laughs> social medias. People asking for it. <laughs> This is a Marco Gudurik If this podcast. podcast episode gets 10 five-star reviews, we will switch to a Gudurik <laughs> podcast only. The Gudurik guys. Did I say it Gadurik right? guys every week. I, mean, I, I would go daily if we need to. Daily yeah. update on Marco. I bet if we did that, we could actually get Marco Gudurik on the podcast. I don't think there's much demand for him. Yeah. I think we might have to. If we get 50 five-star ratings, I'm going to fly out to Memphis the next time they play at home on a Sunday. I will hold you to this. And just go watch Marco yeah, play. Yeah, this is recorded. We're going to have this forever. 55-star ratings this week. By the next week. How many yes. different iTunes accounts can I create this week? A lot. I'll see you boys in Memphis. See you in Memphis, Derek. Who's your big baller this week? Besides Marco. Uh, my big baller, uh, I, I know I'm kind of, I've been trying to go a little more obscure with mine. Uh, obviously with the Marco Gadurik pick. But uh, I went Spencer Dinwiddie this week. I'm a big fan of his. I like him a lot. Yeah, Spencer Dinwiddie this week, he averaged 25 points, nine assists, over a block, had 32 with six threes against Boston and a win there. And the Nets are now six and two without Kyrie. Mm, interesting. Going back to my uh, original hot take. Because your original hot take was based on Kyrie on the team. You think they might not do as well. Hot take being that they're going to have a worse season than they did last year. But the question comes every every last couple of years is when Kyrie plays, the team necessarily doesn't do as well. 
but when Kyrie doesn't play, dot, dot, dot. So we got we got LeBron, we got Spencer Didwitty. I kind of forecasted mine earlier in the week. I was traveling and I was uh, catching up on all my NBA highlights. And uh, I saw one of the craziest endings to a game I've seen in a long time. Again, it's, it's between two terrible teams that nobody really cares about. But it was a Bulls-Charlotte uh, Hornets game. Charlotte Hornets up 105 to, I think, or 106 to 101 with about 15 seconds left. Thomas Sadoransky hits a three-pointer. Um, Hornets get the ball out. They pass it in. They lose it. Zach Levine steals it, steps back, shoots a fadeaway three-point shot for his 13th three-pointer of the night, the second highest in NBA history, um, the highest of any player that's not Steph Curry or uh, – Clay Thompson on the Warriors and for his 49th point winning the game for the Bulls by one against Charlotte Hornets. So that was a great game. He's been putting up points after that. They have lost the next three games against Portland, Golden State and Portland, which I guess big ballers isn't necessarily about winning. It's about points in my opinion. Zach Levine was a baller. He did channel his inner Reggie Miller for that play. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I remember Reggie Miller or the T-Mac game where oh, T-Mac, T-Mac scored game. like four. 14 points in the last 30 seconds or yeah, whatever it was. It on yeah, those were, those were the two that immediately came it's to mind. It's funny because the I game before, that. Zach Levine did get benched by his coach, Jim Boylan, for not playing well. Zach came out and scored 13 three-pointers, um, 17 to 28 from the field. It just, the dude was balling. And they still had to do all that just to beat Charlotte by one. So that shows the state of the Bulls. Uh, they're not the best team of all time by any means, but... He's fun to watch. The dude can dunk. Now he can shoot threes. People, I, I actually hear people saying that the 2019 Bulls are actually almost as good as the 94 Bulls. I have not heard that. I don't know where you're hearing that. but uh, <laughs> Really? Twenty. <laughs> I hear them comparing the two. I'll give a quick little shout out to a, a smaller baller. But we keep talking about him because I love, I love making you guys talk about him. Carmelo Anthony is balling right now. He has scored 25, 19, and 23 in the last three games. All three wins. He's contributing. Portland loves him. What do you guys think about Mr. Carmelo Anthony? Is he considered a big baller? Well, what? what, why don't you tell everybody who they've played into the last three games? No, it's fine. We don't need to discuss it. (laughs) Oh, it was my Zach Levine uh, Chicago Bulls. (laughs) Yeah, he played the Bulls twice, which do you remember why I said I chose the magic for you? As your team and not the Bulls. Because the Bulls can be fun? Because the Bulls give up a ton of points to everybody. <laughs> Make everybody look like a big baller, like Carmelo Anthony. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so like I, I think I even said on the last podcast, and maybe even the one before that, that he's going to have some good games. Everybody does once they get to this level. Like, do you, do you remember Lester Hudson playing for the Cavs? No idea who that is. Yeah, that was in the yeah, the first post-LeBron era. One of those 10-day contract guys that they brought in, chucked up 20 shots a game, had a couple big games, and became a local either. legend for about a week and a half. There's some real, real Carmelo hate on this podcast, and I will not stand for it. I have, I heard he makes yep. a mean pie, though. <laughs> get him off the team, get him back in the kitchen. Cooking pies. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I feel the need to defend him so much. The dude's a bajillionaire. He's had a great career, but I just... I don't know. Just reminds me of when I was younger and those, those players that I loved. He actually did have a, a Lego NBA guy, so maybe that's why I'm so loyal to him. I like new Mellow better than I liked old Mellow. Ooh, I think I do too. I didn't really enjoy watching old Mellow very much. Well, wait, even when he played with AI? I guess that was fun, but at that point, AI wasn't 
what AI was. Like he's he was a little bit Correct. past it, but Nuggets Nuggets AI was not Nuggets AI Grizzlies AI Pistons AI. I think at some point. <laughs> yeah, Grizzlies AI. You're gonna get it. That's what if we if you uh, end up winning, I'll buy you a Grizzlies AI jersey this year. <laughs> But back to but, your uh, your big baller choice, Zach Levine. Yes, sir. Uh, did you see uh, Magic Johnson's tweet? I did not. Uh, the one about MVPs, the really really long one, <laughs> or a different one? No, the the one about uh, most improved player, number one, Zach Levine, number two, Brandon Ingram. Just so that Magic Johnson can remind us that he doesn't actually know anything about what's going on in the NBA today. <laughs> because uh, Levine, because Levine statistically is down in every single category from last year, even after that huge game. Do you think that Magic Johnson really doesn't know and he just spouts things off off the top of his head? Or do you think that he might have looked at how he's performing on the court, getting his team involved, playmaking, and thought that regardless of the stats, he's improving? No, I don't think he watched that. I think he watched one okay. game. I just wanted, I just wanted to make <laughs> I sure. I think he watched one game. He probably saw the highlights like I did on House of Highlights and was like, wow, he must be really improved. I'm going to tweet about this. Yeah. Magic Johnson, good Twitter follower uh, or front office executive. We thank you for that, Magic. That, yeah, that was so funny. I ain't going to be there. <laughs> okay, we got our ballers. You guys want to talk about what's going on in the NBA this week? I got a couple headlines, that, things that happen. We talk as long as we want, as little as we want. What's going on this week? I'll start with one. Anthony Davis was back in New Orleans versus the Lakers. I'm sorry. Yeah, back in New Orleans versus the Lakers. Put up 41 points, got the win. You guys have any any comments, any thoughts on how that game looked? Did you see any highlights from it? He got booed. He got booed a lot. Yeah, he did get booed a lot. I guess we'll talk about the booing and everything. and Less about the booing and more about the reaction of people. I always think it's so silly when people act like, Oh, New Orleans, they're just a bunch of terrible fans for booing Anthony Davis. Like I, I always feel it's strange to try and pick up on the narrative that the media is spinning depending on the player. Like they're all defending Anthony Davis, but like I don't remember people getting up in arms when like Tyree got booed when he came to Cleveland. Like why why do the fans always get vilified so much? They why why do we owe the athletes something, but the athletes don't owe us anything? It is interesting because it's trying to be like a player empowerment era where it's like, well, 80 wants to leave. He doesn't want to play in this town. Everybody needs to respect it. He wants he wants to go play with the Lakers. And fans don't own that. They're allowed to do whatever the hell they want. And if the worst thing they're going to do is get booed, they're going to get over themselves. They're making $100 million. Like, eighty eighty gave his heart and soul to New Orleans for a little bit, and then he shit all over them for half a season. So, of course, they're going to be mad. That's what they're supposed to do. You're supposed to boo the other team. If they're not on your team, you're not supposed to like them. So... You don't know him anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm, I'm glad you agree with me on my LeBron take. Then. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> no, the Le- a- AD got very justly booed as LeBron got very exactly. justly booed. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, it's what happens, especially when you leave a team like exactly. that. Exactly. I mean, Anthony Davis, New Orleans was a playoff team. They won a game from the eventual champion yes. Warriors in the first round. Or no, they swept yes. the Blazers. Swept the Blazers, yep. And then went to the second round, took a game from the Warriors, and then Anthony Davis decided, I don't want to play here anymore, and 
played it about 60% of the season at about half effort last year, and they were got the number one mm-hmm. pick. And that's all, folks. That's, that's how he wrapped up the season. And it is interesting, like you but said, he, but he, but he, the, the narrative being, being pushed that um, we just need to respect whatever the, the players do. You can do whatever you want. It's, a, it's literally a child's game when it comes down to it, and you're allowed to be silly and, and boo and not like a player because they're not playing on your team. I think that's literally the point. You're supposed to boo the team yeah. that you're not there for. <laughs> that's how the, the game is. They can go. leave if they want, but we can boo if we want. Exactly. There's nothing wrong with a good old— Let it's, the people boo. And it's fun as hell to boo people. I remember back in, back in high school, I'm going to make a local shout-out. Shout-out uh, Johnny Spawn. I remember when he went to a different high school, booing the shit out of him at football games, and it's one of the most fun games I've ever went to. So <laughs> booing's always fun. <laughs> Speaking of local late uh, blue streaks, uh, the L.A. Clippers are back at full strength. We got Kawhi back. We got Paul George back. They're 5-1. and one. They actually lost to the Spurs last night. Speaking of booing, I didn't see any highlights from the Spurs games. Did you guys see? Did Kawhi get booed? I'm assuming he did. I did not see, but Kawhi's been – he's been gone for more than a season, so I don't think he's getting booed. I find it, he he kind of did a similar thing to the Anthony Davis thing. Um, I mean, it depends on how injured you think he was and how he really handled it, but – uh. Yeah, the Clippers, is there anybody that's going to be able to stop them? Now that they're full strength, now that they got Paul George, they got Kawhi Leonard, they got Sweet Lou coming off the bench, they got Montrez Harrell coming off the bench, they got Patrick Beverly defending everybody and yelling at them and clapping in their face. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Are, the, are the Clippers for real? Like, are they are they a title? Like, I know they're a title contender, but is it is it similar to the Warriors in the past where it's just obvious, or do you think other, people's got a ch- other teams got a chance? Yeah, in that note, it's almost obvious to say, but... This, when you look at the team and the numbers, they're obviously yeah. a team who are one of the top to win everything this year. But if those players aren't meshing well together, they, they're probably not going to find um, wins against some of these teams that are also contenders. Like LeBron and AD are putting up really good yeah. numbers together. And you see any other team, are they're giving them close games. It's not like these guys are blowing people out of the water. Don't look at the Wizards game, please. Yeah, yeah. Like other teams clearly have a chance right now. Just, I mean, why is not playing that well? And Paul George is still getting back into the swing of things. And, I mean, there's just a lot of guys who are kind of unproven in what they will actually do when it comes crunch time against good teams. Like, right now, I mean, yeah, Lou Williams and Harrell are awesome off the bench right now. Harrell would be my pick for sixth man if it ended right now. He's averaging almost 20 and 20 and 8 off the bench. For the Clippers, but Kawhi right now he's he's not shooting the ball well. He's only thirty percent behind the arc. That's or that's Russell Westbrook three point numbers. His his mid range game is the only thing that's working. But I think we've we've all figured out statistically by now that the mid range, even when it's going really well, isn't as good as the rest of the parts of your game when it's on. So if that's the only thing that's clicking for him right now, he's not very good. I mean, he is. He is very good, but like you know what I mean. Yeah, the thing is though, when it comes down, to, I was watching the Celtics Clippers game that was last week. That was a great one of our pick'em games. Very, very good game. The uh, it came down to it. Who won the game for him was was Sweet Lou hitting a, hitting a three pointer to seal the game. And it's like if Kawhi Leonard and Paul George are not the guys that are forced to take that shot at the end of the game, they have a third guy that is clutch as hell that's going to hit those kind of shots. That's dangerous for a lot of teams because there's so many guys you have to defend. If everybody can score. It's going to be hard. Patrick Beverly was hitting threes. Everybody was balling out in that game. So I don't know. They look really, really good. I'm actually looking to 
buy some Clippers tickets and go watch them soon because they are still dirt cheap. I don't know how they're still so cheap when they look like this, but compared to Lakers tickets, I, I was looking at Clippers tickets for $17 this morning. So I, I just don't get it, but I might as well go see, go see them while I can. Yeah. I mean, if you just look around at the league right now, there's a handful of teams that have looked better than the Clippers so far. I mean, they just look like another one of the good teams instead of like the team. Like the, the Bucs have probably looked like the best team in the NBA by my measure so far. Really? More than the Lakers, you think? Yeah. I mean, the, the, they're one game behind them by win-loss record, but when you're talking the difference between 17 and 2, 16 and 3, we're looking at style points. And the Bucs are averaging 120 points a game. Kind of like the Orlando Magic. Just kidding. The Raptors aren't, and the Raptors aren't far off, even without Kawhi this year. So it kind of... Makes you wonder about what kind of impact he actually had on them. Like, he definitely, they don't win the championship without him, but how big was his impact on that team and how much was just getting rid of DeMar DeRozan? The shoe that needed filled, Pascal Siakam is doing an amazing job for that team. This is a perfect transition. I want to, I'll go ahead and then I'll let you talk, uh, Matt. I was talking, I wanted to talk about the the Raptors versus the Sixers where Joel Embiid put up a big zero. Big zeros across the board. Marcus all shut them down. And like you said, Pascal Siakam and the Raptors are playing great. So I'm really enjoying them this year. I remember when people are talking about Kawhi leaving and they're saying somebody's going to need to step up for this team because they're obviously not getting the star power that they're not pulling in an all-star to join this team in his place. And I've heard people talking about Pascal Siakam. And in my eyes, he was just a... He, he wasn't that player, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And seeing this, whoever was able to predict that watching the Raptors all year, they were absolutely right. He is doing an amazing job for that team. Yeah, I don't, I don't, think, it, I don't think you sound stupid for not believing that he was going to step up and be a superstar. I mean, the guy has pretty much come out of nowhere. I mean, he's playing at, what, like New Mexico State? Something like that prior to, get, prior to getting drafted. Yeah, New Mexico State. Yeah, he was 20 and 12 there, but like, how did he end up at New Mexico State of all places? So, well, if you look at his last four years since he since he started playing in the NBA in 2016, he played 55 games the first year, but he averaged 4.2 points, then he jumped to 7.3, then he jumped to 16.9 last year when he won most improved player. And he's now at, after 18 games, he's 25 points a game. He's making a case that he could go back to back most improved because the dude is. He's leading a team. He got a max contract this year, and myself and a lot of other people included were like, is he really worth that? Like, is he as good as the Raptors think he is? And obviously he is. It also helps that you have, like, a couple guys like OG Ananobi and Norman Powell stepping up in the huge roles and Ronda Ellis-Jefferson coming off the bit. Like, they just have, like, a slew of tremendous role players, which is kind of what they had before they got Kawhi. So it'll be interesting to see what happens come playoff time because Siakam has – pulled into that Kawhi Leonard role, which they didn't really have before. They were leaning on DeMar DeRozan and Kyle Lowry to do a lot of the scoring. And Lowry's kind of back doing a lot of the scoring, despite he's been injured for most of this year so far. But still, like when he was playing, he was over 20 a game, which last year he kind of settled into like a role player type thing. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens come playoff time because back when they had Podal uh, and Danny Green, like it was a lot of role player type stuff and didn't really translate once they ran into LeBron James in the playoffs, but not much does when you run into LeBron James in the playoffs. Yeah, they are lucky now that LeBron's not in the uh 
not in the Eastern Conference. They get a little bit of a break this time. So I, I really think they could actually make a run and, and make it back to the finals, which I would have never thought when Kawhi left. But they look they look good. It, but they're a good regular season team at this point. Who knows if it transfers to the playoffs because you're not necessarily playing 10, 11 guys deep like they are playing now. Players like Terrence Davis and Chris Boucher coming off the bench. Everybody's making an impact. Is, is he related? They to, are fun to watch. Is, I heard Chris's uh, brother is the water boy on the team. Yeah. They do look very similar if you, if you check them out. Yeah. Chris. I think his name's uh, Robert. He might go by Bobby. Speaking of this playoff push here, I would like to bring in my favorite team, and I would like to give you the update that we are uh, one seed out of playoff contention here. And who is your favorite team? Uh, the Washington Wizards. Yes. We are one win away from getting into this eighth seed spot, which is actually going to be a hot contention point because um, I believe that uh, Hayden's favorite team are holding that spot. No, I think the Horn- the Hornets are actually ahead of them by percentage points. No, I the, I believe the Hornets are below the Wizards. But either way, I hope I hope we can stay right here fighting for that 8-9 spot. I want one of us to miss the playoffs and the other make it. Ah, uh, that'll hurt. That'll hurt my soul a little bit. It's actually the kind of feeling that I bet a lot of fans of the Washington Wizards are also having. Should we bother? Because there's, like I explained two weeks ago, um, we're in a really good position to have a great team after the next draft. Because it will be, it'll be the return season for John Wall and possibly some new talent. And right now, I am just floored with the numbers that Brad can continue to put up. Brad Beal continuously playing great great basketball but if um our front office can find some talent coming into next year we might just be better off tanking this oh yeah i think i think you absolutely would be that's just got to be so frustrating if you are a fan of a team like that that you're like 21 games in to a season and it's already like well let's just let's just make it through the year let's just suck it up let's get through it uh it's I, I can't believe that that's how so many people – because it's it's the Cleveland Browns mentality of, ah, oh, there's always next year once we get to the draft. But their season's 16 games. It's not 82 games like the Washington Wizards season is this year. Okay, and my biggest point that I want to bring up about the Wizards this week, we've had, we've had some close games. Um, win or lose them, um, we, got, we got one of our young guys here. Not younger. Shouldn't call him young. It which is uh, Ish Smith, who's playing playing the guard role for us. Um, a guy that's played, you know, some good minutes. He's thirty one. He's not Fairly that young, young, to be honest. Well, I'm just saying. <laughs> well, he, I want to say it. When the minutes that I want him to get coming down to crunch time are actually given to the man who I called to lead our tank, which is it. I am just – I don't know why IT is playing these – he's bringing the ball up court at the end of the games in crunch time if they're not just trying to tank. If the, if they're saying it's the experience, I, the guy's not – Ish Smith has experience. It's not like he doesn't know what he's doing. 
Well, I guess I guess if Isaiah Thomas was on my favorite team, any alternative would also be my favorite player. So I understand why you like Ishmael so much. Uh, you know what? It might be just that, Derek. Yeah, it. I can't imagine having to keep watching Isaiah Thomas over and over and over. That does not sound very fun by any means. The guy is obviously not who he used to be, and everybody keeps hoping hoping that he will be. Ooh, that's rough, man. That's not fun to watch. Given um, Beal. And given John Wall coming back, um, we can definitely give a shout out to Stephen A. For saying on live TV that this is the worst roster I have seen in the last 20 years. Did he really say that? <laughs> Big shout out to Hayden for picking this team. Buddy. Uh, but what about Admiral? <laughs> yeah, how's Admiral doing? Any Admiral highlights? I don't have any Admiral um, any news? points. But I'll tell you what, guys, I will focus, unless something big happens, I will focus next week's around the current state of Admiral Schofield. Okay, so I, I have a quick game for you guys. Okay. Ish, Ish Smith. He has been in the NBA uh, nine years. Nine years. Rookie year was 10-11. Uh, he has played the last three years entirely with the Pistons prior to the season. How many teams has he played for? Oh, this is a... Who he played for, Chuck and uh, Ernie Johnson game. Um, how many teams has he played for? So we know for a fact Pistons and Wizards. Um, I can't play because I know. Oh, okay. I'll play this game. Or, or I have a good guess. I can probably get it within two or two or so. I think he's played for five teams. For some reason, I feel like he played on the Bucks at some point. I feel like it's me to three. Um, I'll go with five total. Okay, it's actually 11. <laughs> but yeah, he did play 16 games for the Bucks at one point. Oh my goodness. Do you want to say all 11 teams? Uh, he played six games for the Warriors, 15 for the Grizzlies, 16 for the Bucks. He's played 17 for the Wizards so far, 27 for the Pelicans, 28 for the Rockets, 30 for the Thunder, 56 for the Magic, 70 for Phoenix, 75 for Philly, and 219 over the last three years with the Pistons. So oh thank my God, God. Thank God he stuck with the Pistons, or he'd already be more than halfway to completing his round trip around the NBA. He's played for a third of the NBA teams that exist. Over. <laughs> that is hilarious. That dude's is he- leases that he has, apartments probably leased all over the country, just constantly subleasing out to different people. Yeah, and probably, just- <laughs> probably children, too. Probably children all over the all over the country. Oh man. Shout out to a lot of Ish Smith talk. if you if you have to talk about Ish Smith to be excited as a Wizards fan, I'm really sorry for you, Matt. That's not very fun. But I will one special thing about listing off all those teams, I can't believe I don't think there's many players in the NBA that have played for all three of our current favorite teams. And Ish Smith is one of them. We all getting matching Ish Smith jerseys for each respective team. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we should definitely collect a list if there are any other players that have hit all three. Yeah, that would actually be really funny. I'm sure you could find a way to do it via basketball reference and yeah, list those the players. dudes cherry pick that stuff on Reddit all the time. So, <laughs> oh man. So, Derek, how's your favorite team? Tonight, you get to be a Memphis Grizzlies fan this week. How's that feel? 
Uh, it, it, it feels great. And uh, when I say the next couple of things, you're going to wonder why. Okay. <laughs> but they've lost six in a row. Nice. Including uh, going 0-4 this week. But in those 0-4, they played both L.A. teams, the Pacers and the Jazz. And they took both L.A. teams down to the wire and had, I believe, a halftime double-digit lead on Utah that they blew. So the, the only game that they really lost uh, solidly was against the Pacers. So was, And it, the real positive thing was that most of the reason that they were in those games was because of Ja and Jaren. So ja. those are kind of the building blocks moving forward. Yeah, Ja. <laughs> but they took both LA teams down to the wire. So across the week, my reasons for optimism, Jaw averaged 19 and 8 with three steals. Where if you remember last week, I was kind of hounding on him for yeah. not being as active on the defensive end. And he responded by having 12 total steals this week when he only had two in his previous seven games. So that was a gigantic turnaround for him. He had a, like a five and a four steal game. So he got much more active on the defensive end. Uh, wreaking a little havoc, getting out in the fast break, helping the Grizzlies play a little faster. Jaron, who uh, I talked about being disappointed with him a little bit, he uh, didn't have as much foul trouble this week. Uh, he, he didn't have four great games. He had like two and a half really good games. Uh, he ended up averaging 18 and five with a block and a half this week, but he went 14 for 31 on three-pointers, which is just a tad over 45%, so he was really stroking it from out there. Yeah, and he probably... Finally brought a little more rim protection, which he hadn't in a little while, mostly because of the... Gotta protect the rim. Uh, yeah, mostly because of the foul trouble. But reasons why they suck, I mean, obviously, they're still playing uh, Jay Crowder over 30 minutes a game, and that guy blows. Shout out, Jay Crowder. But, uh, but Valanciunas and Jaron still don't work together at all. I mean, if you look at their individual stats, both of them had pretty good weeks individually. Mm-hmm. I just told you, Jaron had 18 and five, block and a half, shot really well from three point range. Jonas, I think, had uh, 30 points last night, 26 the game before. But in every single game, one of them had a positive plus minus, and the other one was double digit negative. Oh, so the the, li- the lineups with the two of them on the court together just are not working at all. And that kind of brings <laughs> me to my my talk about the future. They need to play Brandon Clark more. He, he can kind of fill in in that small ball four role where he can get out there and play alongside Jaron and Jonas if you just use that as your center rotation. He's averaging 12 points, and or this past week he averaged 12 points and six and a half rebounds in just barely 20 minutes a game. And he shot over 70% from the floor. So it'd be great if they could get Brandon Clark on the floor a little bit more, but I also understand uh, what the season's all about, and that is keeping our draft pick. Which, what did I say? If they don't stay in the top six, they lose it to the Celtics. Do you remember, Hayden? I think, yeah, yeah I think that's what you said. Six or eight. I don't well, remember exactly what it was. They're in the lottery right now after losing six straight. So, they're... They're, pro- they're fifth in the lottery, but they're still yeah. fun. Like, John Moran's yeah. still fun they're to watch. Pro- like, tank. it's not as terrible tank. as tank. maybe the Wizards might feel or the, the, the Magic may feel. Yeah, so right now we're projected to keep our pick at another... Uh, very talented piece to the puzzle and hopefully uh, move forward and win more games next year as Morant and Jackson blossom into the young superstars that they will be alongside Marco Gaduric. Shout out Marco. So what about, what, what about your team? I heard that they were really uh, getting up and down the court, uh, getting up some shots. And I get, again, we're all, we're all fans of these teams because we decided to pick them for each other and, and force each other to do this. And after last week, I felt good, man. I really enjoyed being a magic fan 
They put up a couple games. Like they, I think they had a three-game win streak last week. The Magic looked good. I thought you were just about to say they put up a couple games. They played. They, dribbled the they definitely played basketball. They all showed up on time. They were all they there. <laughs> they definitely knew that the game was there, and they played. Um, so they they had a three-game win streak. Marco Fultz looked great, um, as great as a former number one pick that's kind of a bust can be. Um, so I felt good. I was like, man, I might enjoy really watching this team. And then this week happened and shit, man, they look real bad. They, they lot, they had a lose, a loss, a loss, a win and a loss of uh, the past week. And the worst part is both losses. They scored less than 90 points in an NBA game, which is the, it is so unfun to watch. I, I haven't watched a ton of the games this week, but I sat down and made sure to watch the Raptors magic game last night. And their offense is terrible. They have a pretty good defense. They had a, a couple. Um, they had a couple possessions where they stole the ball from the Raptors, and they came down, and they just have no idea how to score the basketball. They had like a three on one where they just threw it away multiple times, and it's so hard to watch. Um, Do you think you need a veteran on the team? Like these guys don't have enough experience at all. I have no idea, man, because it's they just. They don't know how to play. They have no leader. Like, it's no obvious number one is what it is. Evan Fournier is, like, leading the team in win shares and putting up a lot of points, but he's not the leader of the team. You can't have Evan Fournier as your number one guy, to be honest. Then you have players like Aaron Gordon, who should be better. He looks fun. Like, he's a fun player. He can dunk. He can shoot three sometimes, but the dude's just not taking the step forward that he needs to be to actually be a good NBA player. Um, they put up great first halves, like consistently the first half of every one of their games is pretty close. They were up by seven against the Raptors yesterday. The, the, the NBA champion Raptors, the magic were looking good. I was actually cheering and yelling in my living room, like getting pretty excited about some plays. Uh, Mo Bamba threw down a big dunk in the first half and I was like, yeah, let's do it. And then they put up a 12 point quarter in the third quarter and we're down by seven oh, going geez. into the fourth and they look awful. So I don't know if they're really missing, missing Vucevic who, I also don't like. He's not a good leader, he's, but he hasn't been playing. And he's kind of was their only offense, though it was some of the most boring offense you'll ever watch, just going down in the paint and dribble, 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 little dunk, a little little layup, and I don't know. The, the one shining star I would say would be that I called out Marco Fultz a couple weeks ago, and I think he he heard the episode, and he's been balling a little bit. He's looking like an NBA uh-huh. player. He's putting uh-huh. up about 15, 13, 14 points a game. Contributing to the defense, getting some steals, looking a little more exciting out there. Um, I saw him attempt a couple threes. They were not good, but at least he's shooting them. He's trying. <laughs> it's like, a, like I mentioned before, it's like a kid that's just like – A for effort. Exactly. I'm giving him a big A for effort. I don't know how he became an underdog by being the obvious – well, maybe not obvious, but the first pick of the draft. But he's now become an underdog and – I don't know. I do really enjoy their orange uniforms. I don't know why they're orange. They're they look pretty cool. They look like a college. They kind of look like a college team, to be honest. Not a fan of them, Derek? They're trash. I love them. I don't know what it is. If it's just that the no, Magic uniforms look so boring, I'm a big fan. I'm, I'm going to get me an orange jersey, an orange shirt for sure. It is funny because looking out in the crowd um, of the game, nobody has the orange gear. Everybody's wearing blue. So it's just like the Raptors are red, the <laughs> Magic are wearing orange, and then everybody in the audience is wearing blue. And so it looks like nobody has any idea what's going on. But I'm a fan they of They look like they're sponsored by Minute Maid. Yeah. It is kind of kind of goofy looking. I don't know the connection, but. I don't know. That, I, dude, I'm grasping at straws here to be excited. I have to be excited about an orange jersey for a blue team. That's that's what's most exciting about the Magic right now. So Are they also sponsored by Tropicana? 
Just like the Rays. I don't think they're sponsored by Tropicana, but it was some orange-related thing. I don't know. It's like some financial loan company, which is very exciting if you're a fan of basketball. <laughs> it is still better than the Cream City. Cream City, baby. <laughs> Cream City. The Bucks living it up in Cream City. I can't believe I am, that's real. I am floored that they actually put a jersey on their players that says Cream City. I mean, we know what jersey when we do our pickums. If the loser's gonna get a, a number sixty nine Cream City jersey, I mean, what else are you supposed to do at this I, point? I already got my Antetokounmpo Cream City on the way. <laughs> you already ordered a Cream City jersey? No, I didn't. I kind of want, want a to, Dante though. Divincenzo jersey. Only if it's Cream City, baby. Yeah, back on your magic, though. I mean, with Vooch out, at least Mo Bamba's playing and playing well right now. I do not like Mo Bamba at all. I am not a fan of that guy. Yeah, well, that's that's because you suck and you don't know anything about basketball. <laughs> he, the thing is, he is only useful if he's right under the rim. He got the ball in the game yesterday on the... Like, <laughs> he made five threes against oh, the Cavs. Man, but that's just the Cavs, bro. I'm just saying, his ball handling is really bad. I guess that exposed. But you can't get excited. You can't tell me that Carmelo putting up points against the Bulls means nothing, but Mo Bamba putting up points against the Cavs means something. The Cavs are garbage. Mo Bamba's 100 feet tall, and everybody in the Cavs is little besides Kevin Love and Tristan Thompson, who's not going to be guarding them out on the three-point line. So, I don't know. Okay, well, he's their best player against the Raptors, too. Yeah. What? Yes, not yesterday. Not against that. 11-7, two blocks. 11-7 is my it best is, player. It's truly unfortunate. Dude. Tell me who's better. Evan Fournier, baby. Better. Evan Fournier, Jonathan Isaac. I'm a big Isaac fan. I don't know. I feel like I I prefer a player like Jonathan Isaac than I do to Mobamba because Isaac, it just looks more mobile. Mobamba looks kind of goofy and tripping over himself. And so I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, Evan Fournier, your best player going three of nine from the Ooh, floor. Awesome game. Shout baby. out, Evan. Shout out. Man, Derek, this it. was a truly cruel crafting you did. Picking this team for Hayden. It was truly a mastermind. Yeah. It's a mastermind. And then you're then you're yelling at me. <laughs> you didn't just find the team doing the worst in the league. Oh man. You found the least exciting team that is also not doing good. I want you to all know that I stood up and took a bow just yeah. now. Oof. You deserve it. You deserve it. <laughs> they are 30th of 30 for points per game, and they're second of 30 on opponents' points per game. So like you said at the beginning of the season, you wanted me to not have fun scoring the points, but also not having fun watching the other team score points. And man, you've done it to me. You've really, really done it. Yeah, I see, and I picked a team that would be fun for Derek. I'm like, oh, the Grizzlies, that looks like a fun team this year. I think Hayden accidentally picked a fun team for you. Yeah, you have the bet one of the best offenses yeah, in the league. There, there's a there's lot second, going on over here. They're scoring the second most points per game in the league. The Wizards. They have. They're just. They're just the only team giving up more than 120 points per game as well. Well, yeah, I, I don't remember if we started the pod, but I we did beat the Suns this week. By scoring 140, even though we gave up 132, like, <laughs> and the, and then it really it really shows you that Bradley Beal scoring 35, but he's not scoring 35 out of 100. He's scoring 35 out of 140. Yeah, so those are kind of empty stats. Nah, he's moving <laughs> the ball around. He's a playmaker. No, he's no Evan Fournier. I'm just saying. 
Get out of here. He sucks. Why don't you go Google his name or something? Oh, man. Well, now that we're all grumpy about our teams. Actually, I don't know. You guys are actually having fun because you, you can tank and look for good players. My team should be better than they are, and they're not. They're just like they're – the, they're in that purgatory of like, I don't know, they have – they they could be an eighth seed, they could be a ninth seed, and that's all we're waiting for. So I think they're right where they're supposed to be. Yeah, right in my heart. Well, guys, one one player we didn't talk about in the news, but got a lot of booze this week would be our former Cleveland Cavalier, Kyrie Irving. And I have a little game prepared for us. Um, um it's called I got a quick question though. Uh who booed him? Because he never actually shows up to any of the places that will. Yeah, I, he gets booed. He gets booed enough to be upset. I don't know. He's not there and he still gets upset about it. He he posted, I'm going to try and read this whole Instagram post, which I haven't read yet. I'm going to see if I can do it in, in one breath because there's about 950 words on this. Uh, uh, okay. This is Kyrie Irving after the game versus the Celtics. It happens all the time, and tonight just shows how sports entertainment will always be ignorant and obtrusive. It's one big show that means very, very little in the real world that m- most people live in because there are actual things that go that matter going on within it, like figuring out a life that means more to you than a damn ball going to a hoop or learning how to grow up in a fishbowl society based on the popularity level as a person or even dealing with becoming the leader of your family after someone's passing and not knowing how to do the life after it. But <gasps> the game of sports entertainment matters more than someone's mental health and well-being, right? Or the real things that happen to people every day that still perform for the NBA and its fans, right? It's all about doing so much for the fans and organization that you love so much. Think again. It's a game. And it's promoted. It's a fandom experience for ticket buyers and viewers at home while defacing who, who people truly are as people. Then spat out all over these media networks are valuable food for thought while they actually believe that their opinions hold weight to the real cultural leaders that speak and act for change. One big gimmick with some smoke and mirrors. I'll always be the one that takes a stand and speaks on the truth every time. Though a purposeful and spiritual-led life will always be bigger and more meaningful than any sports arena or any entertainment piece. This game isn't meant to be controlled and show on the drama. It's meant to show the love. Love for the art is the only damn thing that keeps up purest people in the giant sports entertainment circus. Don't fall for the game that played in front of you as entertainment. It'll never be as serious as dealing with life. Period. Take that. Well, I'm glad we took that break so I could pay all my bills and make a couple phone calls and, you know, sit down and write a letter and plan out my lessons for the week and... Then still listen to you talk for about the last God. 30 seconds. How did this guy become so insufferable? I'm not sure this is even a game. Let's all just take a breath after that because that is miserable. I, I, I think we just need to take Kyrie to the edge of the earth and just push him off. That dude, he that. has become so insufferable over the past couple of years. Um which is really funny because he's saying all these things about sports as entertainment. He also starred in a feature film that I went and saw called Uncle Drew, all about basketball and, and being silly. Oh, so you were the one. I was one of the people. I, that's back when MoviePass existed and I didn't have to pay for the, the showing. But this guy is just so grumpy. He's just so grumpy. I don't know why he hates it as much. But the game I have is, is this a real Kyrie Irving quote? Um, I'll probably sneak in some, some underbed music of really intense, like meditation, like you guys just don't get it kind of music. Um, this guy, I was hoping you'd, I was hoping you'd play like, uh, what was that music? Like, do you, do you guys remember in like gym class, you'd have like meditation minute or something like that back when you're in like elementary school. <laughs> I don't know if we did that with, they just, with Mr. Boland, to be honest. Did you go to prison? As a high school, <laughs> I had so much anger inside of me. Oh man, the the dude just is known for saying dumb shit. So we're we're gonna play a game where you guys are gonna take turns. We're gonna go back and forth. Um, 
And you're just gonna, I'm gonna read you a quote. You're gonna tell me whether Kyrie said it or Kyrie didn't say it. And then we can, we can discuss as it goes. The winner, I will, uh, I don't know, I'll Venmo you a dollar, 69 cents, 420 cents, um, $4.20. So this, this game is called, is this a real Kyrie Irving tweet? We're gonna start with Matt. Matt, I'm gonna read you a quote. You tell me whether you think this was Kyrie or not, okay? Okay. okay. Do you really die if your ideas live forever? Okay, I know this one. It was either Confucius or Kyrie. I'm going to go Kyrie. I'm sorry. Ah, This was former Kyrie Irving teammate Jalen Brown getting on the Kyrie wavelengths. Mm. They didn't get along. It might have been a subtweet about Kyrie Irving, about how they didn't get along. But all right, 0-1-1. Derek, are you ready for yours? Yeah, I was just thinking, though, uh, what would make this game even more hilarious is if the game was just... Kyrie Irving or Jaden Smith? <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> don't don't give it away too much. <laughs> um, I've seen a lot of things that my educational system has said that was real that turned out to be completely fake. Was this Kyrie or not Kyrie? I think that's got to be Kyrie. It's got to be talking about flat earth stuff. This is a quote from Kyrie Irving's podcast with uh, Channing Fry when he did talk about the Earth being flat. So, you are on the board. One O. Ding ding ding. Daddy needs that money. I got a mortgage to pay. Uh, okay, Matt, you're up. Uh, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. A book always runs out of paper. Man, now am I not only guessing if Kyrie said this, <laughs> but if he said it again? So, have I ever heard Kyrie say this? No, I have not. <laughs> I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Um, nope, no, no. I see. I haven't heard him say it, but that doesn't mean he didn't say it. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to stick to it. I'm gonna say Kyrie said this. This is from a website. Oh, I can't stand this game. It's a Jaden Smith tweet generator where it You're just baiting <laughs> me, bro. It's like the yes. same guy. It's yes. not even a real Jaden Smith tweet. It's just a website that yes. comes up with things that sounds I'm like so he would say. We're on the same wavelength. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, as I'm sorry, man. As soon as you Matt. read that first tweet, I was like, man, Jaden Smith would fit in this game perfectly. <laughs> all right, all right. Okay, Derek, you're up. Um, when you finally begin to start, the end is within the journey. I'm saying yes. Kyrie Irving said that. Lives by it. This was something I just came up with. It's just some bullshit I made up. <laughs> I like that quote. Yeah. When you finally begin to start, the end is within the journey. There, uh, Matt, what was I'm going to use that as my MySpace quote. Matt, what was the one quote you had in science class about the dirt? That was, that was from uh, Jordan Holgan. Shout out to Jordan if you listen to this. And that quote said, it tends to be dark in the dirt. <laughs> oh, man. So, so far the score is one to nothing. This game is going a lot better than I expected. I thought these were more obvious, but Kyrie says such dumb shit that I guess you don't know what he's saying. All right, Matt, you're up. Okay. They, they want you to believe the sun is hot. I urge you to ask yourself, have you ever touched it? Think about it. Jesus, Come man. On, there's, no, there's no way. There's no way he said this. Okay, let me think about this. No He's way. doing the flat earth stuff, right? Go ahead. I'm not giving you any more hints, but yes, yes, he has, he has said that before. Oh, I want to say yes, but you know what? I'm going to say Jaden Smith. This is a quote 
from Kyrie Irving, <laughs> the same podcast when he's making the case as to why the earth is flat. No. Uh, they, want, they want you to believe the sun is hot. I urge you to ask yourself, have you ever touched it? Just think about it. This is a real quote from Kyrie Irving. Man, it's... I'm really, I, see, it sounds <laughs> like the last two. It sounds like Jaden Smith. He's the, Kyrie's the dude who the waitress brings the plate out and says, hey, don't touch that, it's hot. And then he burns the hell out of his hand. Oh, man, this is awesome. I love this game so much. Uh, Derek, you're up, buddy. Um, How many more rounds we got left? Because I've got a sterling one nothing lead right now. I have, there's still like probably 10 left. I, I, we'll see if this burns out real quick, but <laughs> I thought the score would be higher than one to nothing after the first six. <laughs> All right, Derek. Um, sleep doesn't help if it's your soul that is tired. No, you didn't say that. <laughs> Final answer? Final answer? No, he didn't say it. Correct. That is, uh, if you Google image, fake deep quote shit. That's the first thing that comes up. Oh, domination right now. Uh, d- come on, Matt. You got to right, gotta step come, up here, come buddy. In. Coming in. This I'm is a longer one. This is a longer one. You ready? I'm ready. Do not let others tell your story. How could they? These are the moments that make up life's beautiful essence for me, and I welcome all peaceful and all-knowing communities in the universe. My light brothers and sisters, I am here with you, ready to ride out to see change for humanity. Oh, man, I want to ask to hear it again, but I don't think it'll matter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You want to think you know somebody, but I'm yeah. just going to have to take a shot in the dark here. And, um... Uh, I, yeah, Kyrie said it. Why not? <laughs> You're on the board, buddy. Hey, this is this is on one of his Instagram board. captions on one of his most recent pictures where he was just sitting on like a a, a deck on a on a deck meditating. So, oh man, this guy's life is ridiculous. The score is two to one. Derek above Matt. Um, all right, let me pick a good one. Yeah. All right. Three rounds in. The universe is fucking gigantic, and there's life everywhere. Yeah, Kyrie said that. No. Oh. This is Tom DeLong, who is uh, on the Joe Rogan podcast. <laughs> this is a quote from him. Matt, you're up. God. Grease. Grease is an awesome movie. I wish they'd make a new one, more for our time. The graphics are terrible when you look back on it. Okay, I was on board that this could be Kyrie until he mentioned the graphics of the movie. What do you think? Oh, that... You think he knows better, but he might not know better. Um, Jesus. He didn't say that. This is a quote from Kyrie God. Irving when he was a Cleveland Cavalier. <laughs> he did a long form... Uh, he did a... I know he liked the movie, and I was all on board for Kyrie said this until he said the mm. graphics. He loves Grease, man. They he... did make Grease, too. Well... Someone needs to tell Kyrie. He's looking for a remake, not for a sequel. We got a couple more. This is for Derek. I see you. I see everyone. More than just your physical presence, I see your energy. I feel it. I know it. Nah. This is Kyrie Irving. When he was a Boston Celtic, he's speaking to the media. He, he feels more than just your physical presence. He sees your energy. Guys, this score is two to one, and I think we've went through 11 answers at this point, 10 or 11 of them. Man, this is much harder than I expected. Okay, I'd say one more for each. One more for each. Give Matt a chance to tie it up. Okay, this is another long one, but I'm going to read it to you. 
I'm on here, earth, breathing, thinking, doing, trying in the moment, having purpose, living, fulfilling on a mission. There's no such thing as time when it's infinite. When asked what time it is before you can look at your watch and ask the time is already passed. We only get a short time here on earth. Live and be a doer. Be kind. Don't show you're behind. Grow, learn, and escape from mistakes by focusing on being great. Man. Oh, these are these are tough. I know. Took my time on this. I'm going to say that Kyrie Irving said this. This was uh, Stefan Marbury on just Instagram, Instagram this wow. week. <laughs> That's even harder to believe. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shout out Stefan Marbury. Popped up in my Instagram uh, recommendations this week, and I got that that lovely one. All right, Derek. Does, does he still acknowledge the Starberry logo? I don't know. I think the picture was taken at the alternate uh, angle where it's not tattooed on his head, so he can't see I it. I thought you were going to say in an alternate timeline when he did <laughs> Alternate tattoo. universe when his, his head still has hair on it. All right. So we started with Matt, right? Matt, right? Yeah. All right. So, Derek, right, you have the Derek, win at this point, win. but I'll give you one more just for fun. All right. Funsies. Um, have you ever thought you were in love with someone, but then realized you were just staring in a mirror for 20 minutes? No, he didn't say that. He couldn't have. Ding, 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 ding. That's a, <laughs> that's a Kanye West tweet, so. I would like to point out that um, after going down, only getting one, I did Google, uh, they want you to believe the sun is hot. And uh, it's coming up Jaden Smith. I just want to throw that out there. No way. I, I think this might have been rigged against me now. <laughs> oh, shit. They want you oh, to man. believe the sun is hot. And I urge you to ask yourself, have they ever touched it? Oh, Matt, you are correct. Ah. Damn. Okay, well, we'll do, so I'm going to give right, you one more still point. Lost, Matt, but it's I'm gonna, okay, we have to do another round. We have to do another round. I'm sorry. I, I messed that one up. We still have more answers. It's okay. There, there, there's a Reddit. There's a Reddit. Who said it? Kyrie or Jaden Smith? Hey, stay off of it. The game's still going on. <laughs> what about all your hard work? <laughs> oh, dude, I almost spit all over my computer. Okay. Oh, oh man. Well, I'll give you... I'll do one more round, Matt. Hold I'll on, give you a real one. Thread. I'm certain about this. No, get, get off the I'm fucking Reddit. <laughs> hey, I still want three um, to two. Give me my 69 cents. The only thing ah, on up, my computer screen right round. now is the fact that leading the league in two-point field goal percentage is um, Moritz Wagner of the Washington Wizards. Shout Get out, at me. Shout out, shout oh, out Mo. Mo um, Matt, this is your final one. If We'll make it... Uh, I make the rules. This is worth two points, so if Matt gets it... <laughs> You can win. But then Derek gets another chance afterwards. Okay. If you're very much woke. Okay, Derek can steal. If, if you're very much woke, there is no such thing as distractions. Oh, that's Kyrie. Hands down. You can't trick me. That's a Kyrie Irving quote on first take with Stephen A. Smith and Max Kellerman. Um, that's two points, and that's a dub. That's a d- no, 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 no. Derek still gets a chance because you went first last oh. time. Matt, or Derek, this is for the win. I just thought. What if aliens don't exist? What if we really are the only life in this entire universe? Everybody becomes precious. Is this Kyrie Irving tweet? Yeah, that's a Kyrie Irving tweet. Ah. This is uh, some guy named Noah Centineo. He's an actor. He's kind of a douchebag. Matt with the come behind technical win. I guess I will. I will. Uh, 
I guess you both get 69 cents, to be fair, because I lost the game by... by <laughs> it's really hard to keep track of... <laughs> Everybody's winners, except the guy... It's hard to keep track of who court. says dumb shit, man. There's a lot of stuff going on the internet. Yeah, shout out that Reddit thread that was, was this a uh, Kyrie Irving tweet or a Jaden Smith tweet? That was very helpful this week. So we're all winners this week. Thank you, Kyrie Irving, for being a great basketball player and a real dummy when it comes to saying words. So, <laughs> oh man, we'll wrap it up. Derek, do you have uh, any pickums for us this week? Okay, so Lakers at Jazz. Uh, Jazz giving five and a half points, surprisingly, but I'm going by 538's models, and my pick is the Jazz. Derek picks the Jazz. Matt? I will, I'll take the Lakers. Ooh, um, I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna take the Jazz. I think the the Lakers are due for um, a rough game because Utah's a hard place to play, and Jazz is a good team. So I'm gonna go with that. Yeah. Who's, who's our other pick? That's a Wednesday game, right? Yeah, Utah is a tough place to play with all the racism out there and stuff. <laughs> so <laughs> lots of racism, <laughs> lots of racism, weighing weighing heavy on the shoulders. But yeah, I I also just think the Lakers are due for a comeuppance. Uh, I sent you guys that graphic the other day about shows their their schedule between now and the All Star break, and then after the All Star break, and like the Lakers just gets tougher the rest of the way. Okay, our Friday game it is uh, Denver at Boston with Boston giving four and a half points. Denver at Boston and Denver's favorite? Four and a half. No, Boston is giving four and a half points. Did I say that incorrectly? I'm going to go with... I'm going to go Denver. I think Denver's a good team. Yeah, I'm going to go Denver. I know Boston's a hard place to play too, but I'll stick with Denver. I'm uh, I'm also going to go with the Joker. Denver. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm also going with the Nuggets. Uh, I know uh, Hayden thinks they're trash, but then again, Hayden doesn't know anything about basketball and the Nuggets are eight, and the uh, Nuggets are eight I'm and one sorry. against teams over five hundred so far this year. So, shout out to Bruce Connor for sending me that factoid the other day. Yeah, also, also the only person that interacts with us on social media. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna switch Thanks, mine Bruce. to Boston because I'm sick of us all picking the same team. I'm gonna go Boston on that one. Okay, good. Continue uh, to fall behind me in the standings, loser. Oh, it's an early game. Or it's an early season. I'm spending all my time thinking of Kyrie Irving tweets. I'm not really paying attention to NBA you this year. You stole them so. all from Reddit. I stole them all from Reddit. Nah, no, not all of them are from there. I didn't just go all Jaden Smith. I had some Tom DeLonge, and I made some shit off up there. I got Stephon Marbury yeah, in there. Yeah, he pulled them off Instagram, too. Um, and this was a fun one, guys. Thanks for chatting, Kyrie Irving. Hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving. Got anything else you want to say before we wrap up for this week? Uh, no, not, nothing left for this week. Uh, I'm hoping uh, I don't come out with too many extra gray hairs this week after coaching two basketball games on the road, but I'll let you guys know I'm doing next week. Nice. Yeah, we're excited to see how Coach Derek can translate his NBA knowledge into a bunch of high school boys. Let's let's not say that. Let's edit that one out. <laughs> okay, what am I editing out? Uh, the part where you talk about me putting stuff in the high school boys. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, sorry, man. That's going to be the Instagram quote that's going up this week. <laughs> oh, man. Thank you, everybody. Oh, y'all. A few of you that are the loyal listeners. Who is your Frankie? Frankie's listening this week, Derek. Yeah. Is that what you said? Frankie Lohmeyer. Frankie. Got a Frankie. Shout out Mike Schaefer. He got a shout out last week. Uh, I don't know why. I just felt like shouting him out again. Thanks for listening to Jump 95. Follow us on social media 
at jump95podcast. You can send us an email. Tell us that we suck. Tell us that you want to want us to talk about something at jump95podcast at gmail.com. Um, and we will be back again next week. All you people complaining and hating about my Kobe ranking. It might not be top 20. Suck it. Oh, man, this is fun. Got to get controversy, man. You got to stir it up. LeBron James, LeBron James, LeBron James, LeBron James, LeBron James.